Christmas story as I usually do this time of year. And I was reading a passage in Matthew chapter 2 that kind of stuck, stuck out at me and uh, uh, jumped out at me and that I, I felt like I want to share with you today. And Sister Dorothy had called yesterday and said she just didn't feel like Brother Andy was going to be able to make it. So we want to be much in prayer for him because I know that he would much rather be here behind this desk uh, at this time of year than anything else. But you know, when you're that sick, you're just sick. And for all of you that had it, bless your heart, and we'll pray for the rest of us not to get it. Uh, the stomach virus that is but let's look at Matthew chapter 2 and stand for just a moment we'll read some scripture and then look at a few things here so verse 1 Matthew chapter 2 says now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Amen. Can we bow our heads just ask the Lord to help us this morning? Father, we're so thankful, God, for this day. God, we're thankful for your many blessings. God, we're thankful, for, Lord, for your goodness. God, your mercy and your grace that it is that we experience, God, especially this time of year. We understand the significance, God, of this day in which we celebrate here on Tuesday, the day, Lord Jesus, that you came to this earth of your own free will, your choosing, God, to save a sinner like myself. God, Father, you came for no other reason, Lord Jesus, than to save sinners. Lord, if Paul said, of whom I am in chief, God, and we are, God, those sinners that you've come to save, God, we are saved by your grace. God, you have given us God, the, um, the, the invitation to come into your throne room of grace boldly. God, to obtain that mercy and to find that grace to help in our time of need. And God, Father, we are a needy people this morning. God, Father, we are needy in the sense, God, that if we're not careful, God, we can let this time of year become so commercialized. God, our focus can be so off, God, on the, the giving of gifts and the going to the stores and that type of thing. But Lord, we must understand, God, that the greatest gift that was ever given was given to us on Christmas Day. And Lord Jesus, you are that gift. God, help us, God, to appreciate you. Help us to worship you. God, help us to see, Lord, from this message, God, those things you'd have us to see. And God, I pray for every family, God, this, this season, God, that is suffering, God, that is hurting, God, over a lost loved ones, maybe lost loved ones from the past, God, maybe over a difficult situation that they're dealing with. Lord Jesus, give them that light of hope, Lord Jesus, that you are still on the throne. And, God, that you are still in control. And, Lord, we just love you and we praise you. Touch our pastor. Touch his family. God, I pray, keep all those, God, that are not sick from getting sick. And those that are ill, God, that you would send them health speedily. And be careful to thank you for it. For it's in Christ's name and help me ask it. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I want to step aside just for a second. I, I meant to do this earlier, but I'll do it now. I think the Lord will understand. And, um just before we get started, I have a disclaimer to make <coughs> about the Christmas program. Uh, they made an announcement that Ben and I were going to sing, and we were. But my issue is, <coughs> is that if I don't know a song real well, I don't remember it when I get up there to play it. And when I got up there to play this Vince Gill song that we were asked to sing, I, I looked at Ben, I said, I can't remember it. I said, sing a little bit of it for me. And he did, and I said, okay, I think I got it. 
I played it in the wrong time and couldn't think of the tune. I had the chord chart in front of me that I made, which is easy because anybody can do that, just hit chords. And, and Ben somehow sang the song in 4-4 four, four when the song was actually written in 3-4, and I thought that was a, a well notation to his musical talent that he has and is going to have. So I didn't mean not to sing. I just couldn't remember the song. And Ben sung it, and I still couldn't remember all I was doing was reading notes off of a chart that my daddy taught me to do when I was about seven or eight years old. So for that, I apologize. But I go back to the phrase, the disc is full, and you can't delete from the disc. <clears throat> Let's look back for just a second since it is the service that it is, and I won't try to be too long. I hope not to be. But let's get this in right before chapter 2, verse 18, since it is the Christmas Eve service, so to speak. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. So the birth of Christ leads us in to this event that I want to speak to for just a few minutes about the wise men. The wise men that we have grown accustomed to at the manger scene, which does nothing, I don't think, against uh, the truth of the scripture, because they are just as much part of the Christmas story as anything else, I feel like. They were said to be three. Their studies show that there possibly could have been up to 12. But these three wise men, if we could think about what we're going to speak on, the wise men that were truly wise. We want to look at a few things in Scripture that points to their wisdom, and hopefully we can take away with us this morning. It said that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of those chief priests and scribes where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And he's quote, they're quoting scripture out of Micah here in verse 6. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise, man, wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. 
When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother come into the house. Okay, at the break in time there, not the manger, come into the house. They saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Verse 13, and when they were departed, and that's it. Twelve verses, 13a, about the wise men, and that's all you got. So let's look at these wise men for just a minute. What we know about the wise men, <clears throat> historical fact and study, has concluded that wise men are referred to as magi. We can all look at the word magi and understand where that root, what the root of that word is, and it technically is magicians what it simply means in in the collective sense that these type people that were referred to as magi were astrologers but some of them did dabble in the magical arts not being anything that any christian would want to have anything to do with it was thought to be that these particular wise men were, pro were probably from arabia from india and from persia they were from the east as the scripture tells us they were excellent interpreters of dreams, wise men and the Magi were. And they were most commonly not God-fearing men. What is thought of as these particular wise men? That was wise men or Magi on the collective. But these particular wise men, we'll keep it to three. That's just what we're accustomed to, I guess, because of the gifts. These were not your typical Magi. It is studied out and thought that 600 years earlier when Daniel had interpreted the dream for King Nebuchadnezzar, if you look at that scripture, magi, astrologers, wise men, counsel was brought in and none of them could interpret the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had. So they brought Daniel in and Daniel interpreted this dream that the king had, the kingdoms and the kingdoms that would come up after him. And then he prophesied about the kingdom that there would be with no end and talking about uh, God's kingdom that he would set up, talking about the birth of Christ, talking about what Jesus would do. And from that, Daniel was elevated by King Nebuchadnezzar. And what the, the study is, if you look at that, is that all these astrologers and all these people that could not interpret that dream sat under the influence of the prophet Daniel. And so as Daniel would be his custom, I'm sure, as they sat under his influence, he would point to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So from Daniel to this particular time in Scripture, a time of 600 years has passed. And the influence of Daniel, everybody knew who Daniel was. Daniel was famous. He was instantly the man. And he had this great influence, and he sat over these astrologers and these men of influence, and he actually influenced them. We understand that when Daniel went into the lion's den, how, how God uh, uh, kept him safe and kept him from a certain destruction, which was a greater testament to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that Daniel served, 
that he was the true God. And Nebuchadnezzar even recognized that, that this God that Daniel serves, he is the true God. It is thought to be said that these wise men, these wise men, that's hard, that's not sound right when you say it, these wise men, these wise men, these magi, were maybe influenced by such a one as Daniel. Let's look for just a minute what we can learn from these magi. Behold, in verse 1, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Excuse me. It looks tacky, but I can't, I'm not going to get through it without it. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. You've got three out-of-town characters from, you know, China's even claimed one of them and studied down through the years. There's been said to be a, a, um, a guy that was over a certain uh, sect of the church that was a uh, um, a descendant of, of one of these. I mean, they've got them down to names. You know, they, they believe there were three certain ones, and then China jumped in there and said, no, one of them, one of them's from China. You know, they all wanted to get a part of it. But regardless, if they were all from Persia, if they were from Persia, India, uh, and the other country, I said, regardless, how did these guys know that Jesus was born? Well, if you look back at the time in scripture when the shepherds were given the understanding, the angel of the Lord appeared on the shepherds. We know the shepherds went and found uh, Jesus lying in a manger. There was no star, okay, with that story. They didn't follow a star like the wise men did. But it says that they made known abroad these sayings, that what had happened to them about the angel and the heavenly host uh, uh, in, in the choir, I mean, in the, in the, in, in the heavens, and we, we get the understanding of like a choir and it says that they made known all these things abroad, and word got around that Jesus had been born. Now, we don't know. The passing of two years is what we're fixing to look at because uh, King Herod had everybody two and under. He inquired of the, of the wise men when they saw the star. There was not an answer given, but we take, we, we infer from that, is because he had everyone two and under that maybe it was about two years in, in length of time since they had saw the star. Some people, some commentators they think that it that the the magi came in the same winter but it's possible that they came two winters later and is what they say in winter if it was winter august whatever the the commentary says winter so uh whatever whatever their winter is or when their winter is but it says it, it could possibly have been either the same one or two years later but we understand from the scripture that jesus is in the house but you know you get asking yourself and you get thinking about this what how did they know who they were looking for? They said in, in, in verse 2, he says, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Now listen. For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. How did these wise men know about Jesus? How did these wise men know that this star was attributed to Jesus Christ? And even when they did come to King Herod, who was in rule, in that Roman rule that time in, in Jerusalem, they come to him looking for him. Herod was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean a king of the Jews that's been born? Where is this king? 
If you look at Jerusalem, and if you look at Bethlehem on a map, if you're looking at a page in your Bible, you know, with what a, a map that we look, it looks about like probably the distance between Somerville and maybe a little bit past Rome. It probably looks to be about like 50 miles, maybe like from Somerville to Chattanooga. That, that looks to be about what the, uh, the, the, the distance is. If he was that close and Herod didn't know, why didn't Herod just send some folks to find him? But what did Herod do? He sent the Magi out. Go and search for him. Find him. When you found him, bring word back to me that we may go and worship him. But how did they know? It says, we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Let's look at verses 4 through 6. It says, and when Herod had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. He wanted his people to tell him, where is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Where is it that he's supposed to be born? They answered him in verse 5 and said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. How did they know where Jesus was going to be born? The chief priests, the scribes, all the knowing people said, it is written, he will be born in Bethlehem. The wise men have two options, if you look at this. How did they know? They had, word had either spread around of what the shepherds had, had reported at the time that Jesus was born and what they found, or they had either read this scripture for themselves. Okay? But what convinced these kings, they were, they were literally attributed to the, the rank of a king, these wise men, these magi, these astrologers, these very smart men, what convinced them to leave their own country? Listen, follow a star into another country because of something they had read, that something they had heard, that there was a king, a king of the Jews, it says in Scripture, was to have been born in this country. What convinced them to do that? They were convinced. It's the same thing that convinces you and I that Jesus Christ is Lord. I am convinced that these wise men, that these magi were under the influence and unction of the Holy Spirit as he led them in their minds and in their thoughts and their studies. And regardless of anybody else could see that star, maybe nobody else saw it. Maybe everybody saw it. Maybe they didn't know what was going on. But listen, the Lord himself opened up the mind of these wise men and said, that is his star. He is born in that country he says, you must go and find him. Now listen, if you're going to go, if you're going to go on a journey, and, and the, 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 the studying of it is that it possibly took these magi several months to go from their country over to Jerusalem to find Jesus. Think about who they were. Think about their status. Think about the gifts that they brought, and think about what their intention was. They had come into this country to find Jesus, King of the Jews, so that they, we have come to worship him. That's what they said. We've come to worship him. Think about what kind of influence, listen, that they had in their life, by I'm convinced, of the Holy Spirit to go and find out this Christ, this King of the Jews. Somewhere, somehow in their lifetime, listen, these wise men, truly wise men, had an encounter with God 
and they had an encounter with the Spirit of God, and they began to listen to what was true. Yes, there has been a Savior born in Bethlehem. Look at verses 9 and 10 as we look on down in the story. It says, When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east, listen, went before them till it came. The star went before them until it came and stopped and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. We understand from this particular, these particular verses that that star was a star that the wise men saw. But listen, it was a star that was moving. It was a star that, listen, was leading them to where Christ was. These men were convinced that that star was leading them to the place where they ought to be, to the, the, the Christ, the King of the Jews, that uh, had been born of, uh, of Bethlehem, had been born of a virgin, born in a manger, and they had come to worship him. And I would dare say to us this morning, is that not the same thing that the Holy Spirit has done for each and every one of us? The Holy Spirit has led us, listen, to where Christ is. And what I'm convinced that we need as a church this morning in this Christmas season, regardless of what we're dealing with, regardless of what we're going through, we need an encounter with God such as these wise men had. We need an encounter, listen, with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit of God, such as these wise men had on a scale that they did so that we might allow the Spirit of God to lead us where Jesus is. What did they do when they got there? And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. They fell down and they worshipped him. Now, you got to go back to who these guys were. you got to go back to what they had done. you got to go back to what they had brought with them as we're fixing to read. What convinced these wise men, very smart men, astrologers even, what convinced them that this child, possibly two years old, was the Christ? When they saw him, they knew, listen, nobody recognizes Jesus Christ as the Son of God outside of the Holy Spirit of God. And when the Holy Ghost moves on that individual, when the gospel is presented to that person, man, woman, boy, girl, as truth, we will see ourselves for who we are and what we are. We will recognize Jesus for who he is and what he is. But listen, it will be coupled with the understanding that he did not come to condemn us, but that he came to save us. Jesus, you will call his name Emmanuel, for he shall save their people save his people from their sins. They fell down and they worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they parted into their own country another way. What did they do? They worshipped the Lord. They presented him, to him gifts of royalty, gifts of perfume, gifts of myrrh, which was considered to be anointing oil or even embalming oil. And some have said that the myrrh is representative of the suffering that he as the king of the Jews would go for, for his people, that we might be saved. But you know what? The wise men, one thing that we can take away from them right here, church this morning, is the wise men found that he was worthy to be worshipped. He was worthy to be worshipped. They fell down and they worshipped him. 
And is not everything that Jesus has done for us this morning, is he not worthy of our worship? Is he not worthy of our praise? The greatest gift that could ever be given and the reason that we give gifts has been given to us. What did they do in verse 12? These wise men, listen, still under the influence of the Holy Spirit, they continued to be led by God when they were warned of God in a dream not to return to Herod. And they went on to their country another way. As these wise men did, we need to continue to listen and to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. He has, God, the Holy Ghost, as he lays upon our hearts understanding of who we are and what it is that his will is for our life, he has our best interest in mind. He is leading us. He is guiding us. He is speaking to us. Just as he spoke to these wise men, I'm convinced, back 2,000 years ago. There's an old phrase that we see around this time of year, wise men still seeking. Wise men still seeking. You know, that's true. There's a lot of truth to that. The best thing that we could ever do this Christmas even, whether you're saved or lost, I don't know what the condition of your heart is, but would be to fully surrender our lives to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Listen, and then allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. Where's the Holy Spirit leading us to? He's leading us to where Jesus is. Jesus at the right hand of the Father. He will get us to the house. The wise men allowed the Holy Spirit to usher them into the presence of God. They started out in their country, several miles, a long distance from where Jesus was. But they followed the star, a representative type of the Holy Spirit, until that star stood directly over to where Jesus was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced. When they saw Jesus, they worshipped. When they left him, they were sensitive to God. And they followed his voice. What is it we can take away from the wise men this morning? The wise men, they listened to God. They sought God. They rejoiced over finding the Lord. They worshiped Jesus. Listen, they gave and they sacrificed to the Lord. And then they continued to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Would you stand this morning with us, please? Every head is